Judith, thanks so much for being with us. Um, uh, we're really excited to, to taste your wines and hear a bit more about uh, your story and, and um, um, uh, on what you're up to. So um, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do, and, um, and, and what you've brought for us. I brought two wines for you today, uh, Pinot Noir and uh, Neuburger, so one red, one white. And I'm from Austria, Burgenland. That's the most eastern part of Austria, near the Hungarian border. And uh, we, we run a family estate there. It's a biodynamic estate of about 20 hectares. I work with my husband and my parents still work with us. And we focus on the production of the, the local traditional grape varieties of Austria. Right. And so um, uh, how long have you been coming to the real wine fair? I think it's my third time okay, this great. year. Yeah. And so uh, do you, is, is there anything about the real wine fair that's kind of different or particular relative to some of the other wine festivals you go to? Um, I think it's just fantastic to be here because it's so many great producers and they all have uh, a very uh, ecological and natural approach mm -hmm. towards their work and I, I really enjoy being a part of that. We did, um, we did an episode on, on Austrian wine um, uh, a year and a half ago or something like that. And, and for me, I, I'm such a big fan of um, a kind of renaissance, I guess, for lack of a better word, that's happening there over the last number of years. And just the energy of the wines that are coming out of Austria. Is, is that something that you've, you've noticed over the years? Or that you've kind of, I mean, you've, you've also kind of contributed a lot to that with, with the work that you do. But have you noticed the shift at all? Absolutely. So I think a, a lot changed. Um, for, for me, the beginning was the, the conversion to biodynamic farming. Uh, initially, it was more about the vineyards, but then step by step, we changed a lot uh, in our approach in the cellar as well. Uh, and then we are like a, it, there's a community of, of uh, many organic and biodynamic producers, and um, I, I really love that dynamic process that's just going on in our area. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very exciting and, and a lot of fun to work there now because uh, there are actually not many rules and we can try a lot of new things and um, form our own tradition somehow. Mm. With um, this room, the festival is very much a group of people that don't play by the rules. And I think that's one of the things that gives it such a fun energy, exactly. not only for the people in the, the room, the atmosphere, but for, for the wines you taste. Is, do, you, do you get a chance to meet some of the other growers and spend time with them during the festival? or? Uh, rather in the evening, yeah. so after the, after the show, because I'm here on my own and I'm, there's a lot of interest. I'm very busy all day, which is great, so, uh, but the, the, the nights are really fun because yeah. you meet a lot of friends that you haven't seen in a while, people from, from other countries, and yeah, it's, it's great to, to be here. Awesome. Well, why, don't we, why don't we start tasting some of the wine sure. you Let me tell for a little bit for the first one. So tell us a bit about this wine. So this one is made from a very traditional grape called Neuburger. It's, it's been grown in Austria forever, I think. And uh, I do a little bit of skin contact on this wine. It's eight days of maceration. And then I press the wine and it ages in used bricks for about one year mm. on the leaves. And it's bottled without, uh, without any additions and no filtration. It's a 2016 vintage. It's got a wonderful 
intensity but elegance. It's, it's got a lot of seriousness on the nose. And the palate, it's very generous, very chiseled, very precise, a lot of tension, yeah. really. It's a grape that does not have a lot of acidity. And um, I think by just doing a little bit of skin contact, you get much more texture on the palate. And mm. that's why I really like to do a maceration on, on this grape variety. That's lovely. Neuburg is a grape that, that uh, my father used to grow a lot of it. He had about a quarter of, of all his vineyards were Neuburger. But then it got very unpopular in the 80s and 90s. And now it has kind of a renaissance and, and um, young growers are remembering those grapes. And yeah, it's really, uh, we're really uh, an area of many different grape varieties. And Neuburger is, is one of them that I think is really interesting, especially in our area. And so you mentioned that you notice a, a real acceleration or shift when you when you convert as biodynamics. Was was that something that you um, felt strongly about at the time, or that you got more passionate about after you made the conversion? What what made you um, convert to biodynamics? Um, our idea was, we actually we just wanted to to make better wines, and uh, we realized that the only way of improving quality. Uh, was improving things in in the vineyard, things with our soils, and uh, so that was was actually the main intention. But and I didn't expect the whole conversion to be so life changing because uh, it it's uh, it changed my my views on many things, and uh, it's yeah my my whole life was completely different after after the. The conversion. What was, was there a particular moment or thing you noticed when you said, okay, wow, this is really, this was more special than I, than I thought it was? When, uh, when, you, when you dive into the whole philosophy that's behind biodynamics, uh, it's just so interesting and uh, it's a, um, a completely different Weltanschauung mm -hmm. that, that you get. Uh, and what, what happened, so we, we started in 2007 and now we've been doing this for more than 10 years and Slowly we see a lot of changes. It was not from the beginning, you know, but, but now it's just great to see that, that all the, the thoughts and the efforts that we put in our vineyard is finally paying off right. and I can feel it in my wines. Yeah, the wines are in incredible. The Neuburger has got an absolute incredible you know, texture. It's got a real presence about the finish. Is this wonderful briny kind of um, zesty salinity. It's yeah, kind right. of freshness on the back. It's not very acidic grape, but there's so much kind of tingly um, tension in the wine, in, uh, kind of around this texture. It's, it's a really nice, pleasant mouthfeel, and, and um, it's really nice to drink, but it's, it's serious. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because it's very, very drinkable, but it's very captivating at the same time, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really nice. I really like it. Yeah, um, I'm glad you mentioned this because I think that, that um, for me, it's really important to produce approachable wines, but serious wines at the same time. So uh, seriousness and, and drinkability can go together, I mm -hmm. think. I think that's f for me, those are my favorite wines that are serious enough that they make right. you pay attention, but uh, you know, generous enough and kind of um, drinkable enough that um, you're always in the mood for it, mm -hmm. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I could definitely, I could definitely um, be always in the mood for this one. Maybe we can, um, we can try the red if you like. Um, and you can tell us a bit about that I mean, so to that point too but while, while you pour the red what do you what do you like to drink yourself i mean if you're not drinking your own wines what do you what do you typically reach for 
I'm, I'm a big fan of Loire wines. I also like the, the Beaujolais area. So wine, wines with a lot of tension, I think, and, and a lot of freshness. That's, that's the most important things about wine for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is the, the Pinot, the 17 vintage. And um, with the Pinot Noir grape, for me, I see the, the most changes in the vineyard um, due to the biodynamic farming that we do now. Because uh, in the beginning, when I started winemaking, uh, I was very keen on producing a, a great and elegant Pinot Noir. But then I realized that it was really hard in our area because um, um, we have a very early ripening on, on the Pinot. So we always had to pick it end of August. And then alcohols would be already quite high, 13.5 or 14 percent. And I, it was really hard to make an, an elegant wine from Pinot Noir grapes. And then I almost lost interest in Pinot. And now with, the, with the, all the changes, with the improvement of the soils, uh, now I can produce a really, uh, a Pinot with a lot of tension at a low alcohol level. So we are at 12.5 now here. And yeah, I, I'm really very happy about that. And this wine just turned out the way I wanted it to be. That's so great. It's got this wonderful sour cherry quality that is just really bright. Um, you know, it's 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 got, but it's it's not it's not too juicy. It's not too bright. If that makes sense, there's a, just enough of this kind of depth of contrast that gives it a bit of. I don't know. I always look for, and I guess I look for this in everyone. But I I I, I probably said on every episode of this this show is. I look for the, that contrast, that push and pull. That if it's bright, there's gonna right. be something else to just give it a bit of hook the other direction. And this has got there's just it's so bright, but there's something right down the middle that is just a, just a vein of, of depth and dark kind of savory quality. I don't know if it's the what's the what's soil like in where where you? it's uh, a gravelly soil. The, you know the Pinot has thin skins, and and we look for soils with a good drainage mm -hmm. uh, in order to keep it healthy. In our area we have a, a huge lake called Lake Neusiedl and it's very shallow but has a huge surface which means that there is a lot of evaporation and uh, we always have to take care uh, about botrytis. You know it's always an issue in, in the area. Oh, it's absolutely lovely. I could, these are both fantastic wines. People you. who can't, aren't, aren't watching us, but it's an one of the most beautiful days in London probably of the year so far. And both of these wines are just like kind of reflecting the brightness of the day <laughs> very well. Um, I'm gonna take. So when you come to um, when you come to the real wine fair, what is it that you um, what are you looking for? I mean, are you looking to um, um, is it more about introducing wines to new people? What's the what's uh, I guess what's the the energy or objective main thing? What are you what are you hoping to to experience when you come here? Oh, it's, it's it's about meeting people, all the the people I I work with in the UK, and um, I think we've we've introduced some some of my wines very well, and now I'm I'm trying to show people new things, new releases, other wines that might be interesting for them. Mm. So the UK market is is quite important for us, and yeah, I hope. It, it will be the same in the future. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think it's um, it's it, the appetite for these wines, um, both yours in particular and, and wines of your region, I think are 
um, there's a great enthusiasm for them here. And, and you know, how does that compare to, to the rest of the markets you go to? Is there other places that you're really excited to go or that are a bit more challenging that you would hope you catch on? Um, probably the most challenging market for us at the moment is the Austrian market. Because um, there's, there's not such a big, wine, a big interest for natural wines yet. Mm. But I think it's about to, to develop and it's going to change. But uh, I work on many different markets, um, mostly in Europe, but also in the United States mm. and Japan, Korea, Russia. It's fascinating. There's so many countries like that, right, where you have the kind of natural wine producers or people who are doing something atypical to the um, established industry that has a real hard time in the domestic markets and your biggest right. advocates end up being in the UK or whatever market that seems to be embracing it. But, you know, Vienna, I, I love going to Vienna. One of my favorite places is Au Buffets in, um, yeah. um, in Vienna, which I think is, I've discovered so many wines there. Actually, I met Christian Cheeto there very randomly, yeah. coincidentally, and, and so I've always got a lot of endearing memories from that place. But uh, is there, are you seeing more places with this kind of energy trying to champion wines like yours now? In, in Vienna, yes, but it's, it's um, I think it's, it's for now more uh, a movement in, in the major cities, right. not yet on, on the countryside. Mm -hmm. And Austria is a rather rural country, right. but in Vienna we have, uh, we have some good things going on, yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's, it's so interesting because you see, you know, when we, um, when we spoke with um, you know, some of the other growers from the area, um, that was one of the things they said. It's really hard to kind of crack through to change the mentality of the local, the local region or they expect that grape to taste a certain way. But, I mean, these wines are so undeniably elegant. Um, it's uh, regardless of where they're from or, or what, what you do. They, they so I think um, it's just a question of time probably, yeah. And so is there anything in, in next year, what, uh, uh, any other markets you're traveling to? Or? Um, we have a, a year of, of a lot of traveling now in, in 2019, so I hope next year will a bit, it'll be a bit more quiet and I'll, be, <laughs> I'll have more time at home. Because right. uh, I think it's really important and I love uh, being in the vineyards and, and do a lot of work myself. Yeah. Well, it must be challenging. I mean, you said you're, you're here by yourself today with, uh, with the table. We had to find someone to hopefully do your wine some justice for I a bit so, while, yeah. we, while, we, while we borrowed <laughs> you. Um, is there anything in particular that you've tasted uh, from some of the growers while you've been here that you really enjoyed that maybe you knew or maybe you didn't know? I, I haven't had the chance yet, but uh, I hope to, to taste uh, some more, more stuff now in the afternoon and maybe tonight Great, yeah. for dinner. The dinner time is always the best yeah, part exactly. of real wine fair for sure. Um, Judith, thank you so much for coming and sharing your wines with us and My taking pleasure. a bit of time away from your table. I know there's <laughs> people that are waiting to taste your wines and uh, you know, I hope you have a great time at the Real Wine Fair and um, it's always a pleasure getting to taste these wines. They're full of energy and um, I hope whoever didn't get a chance to taste on the Real Wine Fair uh, after they hear this will go and look them up. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.